0: Okay, hello everybody. Today is Wednesday, time for the AMA. Welcome to the show. This is the Ask Me Anything, where I respond to your questions and comments, and we have a discussion. Michael Morford may have solved the Zodiac Killer mystery, and we will be devoting a large portion of this episode to looking at Morf's new suspect, even though he his um legal name has not been made public, or at least not in the sources that I've been going through. But, um, I would like to just get to two quick comments about last Wednesday's episode, the Zodiac Killer CIA connection. The first one comes to us from the cat meow who says Zodiac and Alan Dulles did a project called Project Paperclip together when the United States of America stole 1,600 German scientists. Dulles has a lot to do with why the Zodiac was the way he was. A lot of Zodiac's claims, such as killing 37 plus people, come from the German concentration camps. Dulles was also being the head of CIA as well as MKUltra later on. The Dulles brothers were evil with a capital E. When I did the episode Zodiac Killer CIA Connection, I mostly zoned in on the possibility of The CIA was involved with the Zodiac crimes. In short, I read off a message that had been written by Playtime sharing um, a theory that the first two crimes that occurred in the Zodiac chronology, Lake Herman Road and Blue Rock Springs, were drug-related or gang-related shootings, maybe both even. And then Lake Berryessa and the Paul Stein murder were committed by a CIA operative. It was part of Operation Mockingbird to manipulate the media coverage and a series of events happened after that. So it's a multiple killers theory, and it's quite similar to the Zodiac hoax theory, but it goes a little bit further and says that the crimes were actually committed by a CIA operative. The first two incidents would be more more of what is described as the Zodiac hoax theory. Someone was writing letters taking credit for murders that he didn't commit, and then the second two incidents were actually committed by the CIA. This comment here from the cat meow says something in a different way, and that is how the Zodiac killer, if I recall from her theory, is that he was a CIA operative, we call him Robert Kimball on this channel, that's not his real name, that's an alias, but her suspect was a CIA operative as well as a merchant marine, and he went rogue, like this wasn't an organized CIA operation. I believe she accuses him of committing Lake Herman Road, Blue Rock Springs, and the Paul Stein murder, but she accuses his half-brother of committing the Lake Berryessa stabbing. This is quite different than... I mean, it is a CIA connection. It's just someone lost control and went after David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen, or at the very least, um, it was a case of mistaken identity. Darlene Farron was the original target, and they were committing a series of unconnected, unrelated murders to make it look like there's this Zodiac Killer serial killer, but the only victim they actually cared about was Darlene Farron committing additional murders to confuse the authorities. So that was Cat's theory, and you could hear more about that in the episode Zodiac Killer Merchant Marine Theory. There are two of them up there, and much as the, um, Joan Webster episode uh, this weekend. I did like a first cut where I put out the first draft anyway. So it's um I have two episodes on the Merchant Marine theory, but discussing it in different ways, like the first draft and the final draft. The other one is called Zodiac Merchant Marine Theory First Cut, I think it is. And those are all available on this channel, and if you like what you hear, you can like and subscribe. And one more time, these episodes will now be available on Launchpad for free downloads. Links will be posted in the description box, and you'll be seeing a new t-shirt design that's going around on the screen today. To the YouTube listeners, that is. Anybody can download the show for free, and you can support the show by buying some wonderful t-shirts. Remember, being weird is not a crime. Okay, now, moving on to that second thing I said I wanted to talk about. The biggest motivation for me to do that episode, the Zodiac Killer-CIA connection, was because looking at the hoax theory, which is the subject of the book The Myth of the Zodiac Killer by Thomas Henry Horn. I don't know how you could make the hoax theory work if you didn't involve that CIA angle. If all the crimes were just committed in lover's lanes with a man and a woman in a parked car late at night, I would be like, all right, I follow you completely. Someone is writing letters taking credit for murders that he didn't commit. Lake Herman Road and Blue Rock Springs follow that tradition or that um those similarities rather than a tradition. But at Lake Bariessa someone has committed a crime in the daytime, switched from the gun to the knife, wearing the symbol, wearing an elaborate costume with the Paul Stein murder. The Zodiac killed a man by himself. No woman is present, and then he stole a piece of Paul Stein's shirt as well as Paul Stein's keys and wallet. That is also something that is very, very different. Most serial killers do not deviate from these patterns in such extreme ways, especially if they're only going to be um, this sm- these small amounts of um, activity that are going on. All of the Zodiac-confirmed crimes occurred within a 12-month cycle from December 20th to October 11th. So that's also something there. The way that Playtime brought it out is... Um, just a way that I thought made sense to me. However, that means I can follow it in a logical sequence. It's not simply about, can you understand what somebody is saying? Yeah, I can comprehend the words that are, are being shared to me. Did these events actually happen? And was there a group of people that were responsible for the Zodiac Killer murders? Or was there a single person? In this episode, um, we're going to take off the possibilities of any type of group murder theory or multiple killers theory, and instead, I'm going to um, go on to some things that were sent in to the Instagram page. Anybody can write the show at blackboxnid88 on Instagram. Giving a shout-out to Charlie Rowing, who shared something with me. And Charlie says, Hey Ned, obviously since the 340 was solved... The previous stuff I sent you turned out to be a dud. However, if you didn't already know, I just want to make you aware of this recent podcast with Mike Morford. A couple uh, and, and you should couple this with the fact that they were asked to take down a thread on his forum on this on this suspect by law enforcement, and it sounds like we might finally be reaching the end of the tunnel, keep the great content coming. Okay, and big thank you to Charlie Rowing, and the podcast that he had shared with me was one that I had never heard of before, and um, it had uh, Mike Morford on as a guest, and they were going through a suspect together, it's called Murder Was the Case, and um, you can get it on Anchor FM, that's where it was shared to me. So I listened to this one, and it was about an hour and 20 minutes long, and I tried to Absorb the information as well as possible. They don't identify the suspect by name. However, they refer to him as Suspect Mason. But then somebody sent me a DM later on saying, Hey, did you hear the podcast with Mike Morford of zodiackillersite.com? He has a suspect that goes by the name McDuff. And I'm pretty sure they're talking about the same guy because the context was all the same. So this Mason McDuff, if we want to call him that. um, I kind of like Suspect Mason, to be honest. That's how I had learned about him. But um, I do not know his real name. I don't even know if anyone shared that on site.com And let's look at the big pieces of the profile that Morph has created. The first is, he was 5 feet 8 inches tall. The second is at the time of the Lake Herman Road murders, he would have been 23 years old. He had a bachelor's degree in sociology. He was someone who ended up working for the Department of Corrections, starting the job in 1971. He got married in 1974. He was someone who most likely didn't have any dating experience prior to his late 20s. He was someone who was known to do awkward interactions with people, contacting someone after a long period of time. In that podcast, if you ever get a chance to listen to it, and um, I think that Morph was really zoning in on a particular issue when he was trying to highlight how this guy was getting married. As we said, he got married in 74, and then he contacted his old college roommate, whom he wasn't very close to, But he invited him to the wedding, even though they hadn't spoken for six years. Sometimes he refers to him as a friend. I mean, Morph, that is. Sometimes Michael Morford refers to this guy as his suspect's friend. At least once, though, he did say that they were roommates. But he invited him to his wedding, even though they hadn't spoken for six years out of the blue. And Morph was openly asking that as a challenge question, more or less. Is this something weird? Um, I, I meant to have this discussion later on in the episode, but I don't particularly think there's anything weird about that at all. Contacting your college roommate, even though you haven't spoken for six years, or contacting a college friend, even though you haven't spoken for six years, and inviting them to your wedding. I mean, bear in mind, this is um, occurring in the 1960s and 70s. We wouldn't have had the internet. There was no social media. People... um definitely had slower options of keeping in touch. I don't think there's anything weird about that at all. If anything, it just goes to show that he would be somewhat of a thoughtful and emotional person, and he was obviously putting a lot of thought into other people, the kind of person that would remember names and birthdays and places, and I think that's discussed more in the Zodiac Revisited Volume 3, but I don't remember exactly where I first read that, but that's the book by... Michael Cole you might already have some immediate questions about the info that I just said 5 foot 8 23 years old and a sociology major as far as I know from what Morpham shared he didn't seem to have any other education like um any other formal education like he says he had a he went to a junior college then got a Bachelor of Arts in Sociology from Chico State, but he didn't have any type of graduate degree as far as I understand, and he was not in the military, to the best of our knowledge. And in 1971, he got this job with what appears to be the Department of Corrections. At first, um, Morf is just saying that he's working for the state, and I didn't know what that means. I mean, like, I know it means the state government, but like, what's he doing? Well, it's actually working with, um, the Department of Corrections, and he um, has some role with with that um, organization, and that was his career, and he stayed there for thirty years. That'll be very important to something later on. But when I first um, began trying to differentiate between the group murder theory, as I call it, like I was thinking that there was a thrill kill club that committed the Zodiac killer murders, and I said I wouldn't talk about that. So instead. To look at a single perpetrator, by the end of 2019, I came to the determination that if there is a single person who committed the canonical Zodiac crimes, then he's probably around 25 years old. Most people think the Zodiac killer was between 25 and 40 years old, and I was like, it's probably a lot closer to age 25. The reason why I said this was, Eddie Seda, the New York Zodiac Copycat was much younger, and he was in his early twenties and If you partner this with some of the things we discuss in the psychology episodes, there's a spike in deviant behavior that goes on in males between the ages of sixteen to twenty five and I mean the zenith of that is around age twenty when I was age twenty. I was in trouble with the law myself that all of that is definitely true. I think all men might have some first hand awareness of that, so it's also the spike in creativity. Creativity and deviant behavior have a correlation in male behavior. So I really began to think that the Zodiac Killer was around 25 years old. Morph says 23. I do think that's pushing it a little bit, but before I give any type of counter balance counter-argument, I would then like to zone in on something else. I had a reversal on that. By the end of 2020, I had abandoned that thought process that, all right, if there's a single Zodiac killer, I was expecting he's probably mid-30s to early 40s. Why would I do that? I guess I was heavily influenced by Gareth Penn, and to a certain extent, Drew Beeson's assessment of Don Cheney. But definitely, Gareth Penn, and talking about the mathematical signatures, as well as the person who designed the Zodiac Killer Mystery, I mean, like, talking about the letters, the ciphers, the bus bomb diagram, all of that stuff, was someone who was coming at this from a very well-educated background, as well as someone who had a lot of life experience. It's not just some kid who's messing around. And I even think that the solution to the 340 cipher was disguised very intricately. I mean some people were saying after David Ornchak revealed the solution to the 340 that this isn't anything that is that uh complicated. People just didn't know where to start. No, I think that there's a lot of a lot of intelligence in there. And I think there's also a little bit more maturity than someone who's twenty-three years old. I had a big reversal on the younger twenty-five or 24, 23-year-old possibility of the Zodiac Killer. But people may have said those same things about Eddie Seda, the early 20s New York Zodiac copycat. And Eddie Seda, I gotta do another episode on him, because I have one, but it's very, very general. It's one of those old-fashioned Greyhawks recordings. He was someone who got arrested for shooting his sister in the butt. He shot her in the buttocks. And he didn't want to go to jail, and simply be known as the guy who shot his sister in the buttocks. And a lot of people think that if he had stayed quiet longer, maybe they never would have found out about the New York Zodiac copycat murders, or that they were one and the same, like that the guy who shot his sister in the butt was also the guy who committed these um, crimes. But I'm sure everybody would have said that about him, because he had his own codes and ciphers and... People would have been like, "Oh, this guy Eddie Seda. There's no way he could have done that. He's too young. He's not intelligent enough. He's not bright enough." But um, the suspect Mason, maybe there's also a MacDuff in there somewhere. But the suspect, um, that Morph was talking about, age 23. It's possible. I completely admit that. I would be very surprised. And to take a hard stance, I still lean toward. That reversal that I had, and if there is a single Zodiac Killer suspect out there, I would think that he is around 30s, early 40s, like mid-30s to early 40s, I could say that much. But um, as for more suspect, bachelor's degree in sociology, no more education, Whoa, what, were we, what were we just talking about And all of those things about mathematical signatures, high understanding of um, technological awareness... I think Morph is trying to put forward the case that this guy is very smart. He would have learned about a lot of things on his own, but how would he have had the mathematical awareness to compose everything in the Zodiac Killer mystery? Oh, it's possible. Uh some people can be very good at learning things on their own. Richard Gikowski, the Zodiac Killer suspect, um, who is who has been become the center focus of zodiackiller.com was actually very self taught in computers and those were some of the things that tom Voigt shared with me during the episode zodiac richard gaikowski ama if anyone wants to hear that on this channel an invitation but about morph suspect i think that he's really pushing all the boundaries 23 years old not a lot of formal education i mean i, I mean he's a college graduate i shouldn't say not a lot he doesn't have Any type of graduate degree in mathematics or chemistry or engineering like we would have expected. But also, I think Morphe is trying to play the angle that this guy was a gifted underachiever. But the thing that really stood out to me, and this relates to that 1971 1974 stuff, and I'm sure if you followed the Zodiac Killer mystery, you know exactly what I'm going to say. How do you explain the halt in zodiac activity? from during 72 and 73, more or less. Most people believe that if there was a single Zodiac killer, that he was arrested or that he was incarcerated, he was in a mental institution. Maybe he was in the military and he was stationed out of the country. But Morse's explanation is quite different. In 1971, this guy got a job with the Department of Corrections. And he stayed there for 30 years. However, in 1974, when the Zodiac Killer resurfaced, he was getting married, and resurfaced only in the letters. But his suspect, Mason, was getting married, and the um, letters that came back out, including the exorcist letter, were months before this guy's wedding. So is he not doing any Zodiac activity in 71, 72, and 73, because he doesn't want to jeopardize his job, or that he thinks if he's a state employee working with the Department of Corrections, which is a horribly ironic thing for a serial killer to do, To um, I, I I digress from that. But is like, does he think there's going to be more focus on him? Maybe they have some type of regular background checks. Maybe there's just um, a lot more scrutiny, or maybe this guy sorted his life out and he got over his frustrations, because I think, um, I first heard this in an interview with Michael Butterfield, but I think I heard the same stuff in an interview with Morph as well, that the Zodiac Killer was not a sexually motivated serial killer. He's not some guy who's going out and targeting sex workers. And even if there is a sexual component, it's not done because of urges. He's not trying to satiate this um, urge and constant feeling of, of committing murder. He's committing the crimes because he is frustrated with his own life. And it's mostly about getting the letters and the ciphers to the police and to the papers so that he can show off that I'm smarter than you. I'm going to commit a crime on December 20th, right before the winter solstice, the darkest day of the year, put a radiant on top of Mount Diablo, and you're going to see that I'm actually on top of Devil's Mountain. I'm the epitome of darkness. I'm the epitome of evil. I'm even more evil than other people. If, if I kill people, I'll die and be reborn in paradise, and those whom I have killed will be my slaves. I mean, he's trying to make himself sound more badass than he actually is. So... I can follow all of that, but, I mean, that's not per, that's not relevant to a single suspect. That could be any heterosexual male. But um, they do believe that these are some other things that were shared. This guy is a Caucasian, of course. He is someone of North European ancestry, not like any of the Mediterranean countries. Some type of North European ancestry or British Isles ancestry. And he would... Um, Mostly not have had any type of dating experiences up until his late 20s. And bear in mind, if Morph's theory is correct, or that his suspect is correct, rather, then he would be operating in the early part of his 20s, like he's age 23 at the time of the first confirmed crime. So that leads me to believe that this guy's sexually frustrated. He's targeting heterosexual couples because he's angry that he cannot have those experiences. Whether it's David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen or Darlene Farron and Mike Michaud, or Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard. he wants to go after a man and a woman together i mean, how does the Stein murder fit into that perhaps um perhaps those theories that people have are correct, in that Mike Michaud survived the Blue Rock Springs shooting. Brian Hartnell survived the Lake Berryessa stabbing, so the Zodiac killer wanted to prove to somebody, or to prove to the world, that he could kill a man, so that's why he targeted Paul Stein, but the first victims, David Faraday and Betty Lutensen, that also shows that there is a man present, but I think that um, the Zodiac may have also wanted to prove that he is not singly targeting women, but... Many people do believe that, that the motivation for the Zodiac Killer crimes is quite simple. That this guy wanted to get the men out of the way so that he would have access to the women. And I think if he is a heterosexual male, that's just looking at different sides of the coin. Yes, he's going to be thinking about the women more, but he is also going to have animosity toward the men because he feels that he has been denied the types of experiences that they are meant to have. I can follow all of that, and that's another reason why in the past I thought that if there is a single Zodiac Killer suspect out there, then he is probably going to be in the early 20s. I still have to um, say to the contrary. I think Morse suspect is a little bit too young, and we haven't even talked about the height. Five foot eight. I think that a uh, someone who is 5 feet 8 inches tall is the lowest possible amount. That's like the lowest height anyone could have. The shortest height, rather. 5 feet 8 inches tall. How do you explain the Lake Berryessa stabbing, where Cecilia Shepard said the guy was 6 feet tall, or that he's an inch or two taller than someone who is 5'10 or 5'11? Brian Hartnell was a poor judge of height because of his own height. How would... He explained that, and the explanation is that firstly, he's wearing boots on uneven ground, and he may have um, been standing several feet away from them, they're hunching down, and so on. He seemed a lot taller, but I'm five foot eight. I've never once been mistaken for being six feet tall. And this guy would have also had the Lake Berryessa hood on, which should have distorted his height a little bit, but that's pushing it. I mean, someone who's five foot eight has no education in mathematics. I mean, someone who doesn't seem to have had any degree in the math or science fields or even engineering or um, anything related to technology that we can understand. I, uh, it's pushing it like all of the boundaries. Are, everything is just so borderline, but maybe this is how the guy evaded capture. But here's something else, though. Morph learned about this guy because he um went to the Blue Rock Springs phone. Oh, I mean, the phone that was used after the Blue Rock Springs murder. They didn't use the phone at the park, being very clear about that. And he looked at all of the houses in the surrounding area and um, tried to narrow down a suspect who would have fit the bill in that way. And if there's um, anything else people want to contribute, please put that in the comment section below. So. I think that's a very interesting way of approaching it. But part of me believes the guy's too short. He's too small. He doesn't have the brain for this. Um the hormones and the sexuality angle, I follow completely. Yes, that ticks all the boxes. And um the 1971 to 74 time frame, I think that also it's perfect explanation. I even did an episode once when somebody asked me to respond to the question, do you believe that the exorcist letter is a suicide note? And I've been thinking about that one a lot. The part where it says plunged into the suicide's grave, tit willow, titwillow, titwillow. Does that mean that the Zodiac Killer was trying to kill himself? And I said, no, I do not believe that the Zodiac Killer would have, um, use that as a suicide note. If anything, it just shows that this guy's pulling things out of different pieces of literature, first by saying, I saw The Exorcist, and I think that it's the best satirical comedy ever, and then the second part is saying that um, he is uh, pl- plunging into the suicide's uh, grave, the billowy way, the suicide grave, titwillow, 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 that's a reference from the Mikado. P.S., if I don't see this note in your paper, I'll do something nasty, and um, what was he going to do that's nasty? Richard Grinnell thinks that um, Kevin Brooks has perhaps had the best answer to that, and the artwork or the uh, symbols on the Exorcist letter simply mean to kill, but Robert Griezmann thought that it could be arranged to show Lee, as in Arthur Lee Allen. So, in answer to that, some people think that it's not actual suicide. It is instead putting an end to the Zodiac Killer persona, and that every letter after 1974 is fake, and that this guy simply stopped killing because his sexual frustration was gone. He also had the job with the uh, Department of Corrections, so he wasn't going to jeopardize his future. He achieved a certain sense of stability, and all of this deviant behavior and sexual frustration in his um, early 20s is just sublime. It's just not there anymore, so he doesn't need to com- keep con- committing these crimes. But what do you have to say about this suspect, Mason? And if he has been referred to as Macduff in some other areas, you can share that down. Just one person sent in a DM asking me if I would respond to the suspect named McDuff that Morph was talking about, and... I had heard about him as Suspect Mason, and I have left out one detail. He gets that name not because it's his real name, it's because his family had connections to the Freemasons. But I would love to see any of your responses in the comment section below. Please share anything that you want. Be right back after this.